Choir directors are creative, resourceful, dedicated, and sometimes completely out of ideas. Not to worry, the Choir Ninja Podcast is here with solutions you never saw coming. Get ready for some training, wisdom, and inspiration from the masters. Let Ryan Guth guide your journey to becoming a Choir Ninja. best part about being a ninja? The gear. It's the nunchucks, the katanas, the throwing stars. It's the same for choir ninjas. The difference between an ordinary and a masterful performance may come down to your most basic and essential piece of equipment, your music folder. My Music Folders creates a superior product, and they do it with a smile. And because they are friends of the podcast, they have a killer deal for you right now. Get the bulk purchase price break without having to buy in bulk. So whether you have to restock your entire classroom or you just need to replace a few folders, you will get the best possible pricing on the best possible product. So like a ninja, sneak on over to MyMusicFolders.com and use the code NINJA when you check out. Today's episode is brought to you by SightReadingFactory.com. Do you hate teaching sight singing? Do you have a carbon footprint the size of Sasquatch because you run off endless sheets of sight singing examples only to hear your students groan in agony when it's time to sight sing in rehearsal? SightReadingFactory.com is a web-based tool that will compose custom sight reading examples based on specifications that you choose. Your choir will actually enjoy sight singing and so will you. Plus, you will get back hours of your life and finally feel like the choir ninja you were destined to be. If that isn't cool enough, you can add student accounts that link directly to your teacher dashboard so your kids can practice or even take recorded assessments from home. As a sponsor of this show, SightReadingFactory.com has an exclusive deal just for you, Choir Nation. When you purchase their insanely affordable one-year subscription, you will unlock 10 free student accounts just for using the promo code NINJA at checkout. That's Ninja, N-I-N-J-A. So head over to SightReadingFactory.com. That's SightReadingFactory.com. And don't forget to use the promo code Ninja at checkout to unlock your 10 student accounts absolutely free. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Choir Ninja Podcast. And on today's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about reasons why your rehearsal may not go as you wanted it to go and the solutions and ideas behind how to fix that. Because I know that a lot of times, you know, we go into rehearsal and we have certain expectations. And unfortunately, there are things that are both within our control and outside of our control that pop up. And unfortunately, we don't always have uh, the right tools to, to deal with those things. So I want to give you some tools today. I also want to give you just some ideas, and I want to inspire you a little bit to think about the kinds of things that may go wrong in your rehearsal, and again, just some some ways to to make lemonade out of lemons. I guess that's what we can say. So I uh, want to say thank you, obviously, to mymusicfolders.com and Sight Reading Factory for this, and also all of my patrons on patreon.com. Before we hop in, obviously, if you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash choir ninja, and you can show your thanks for 
all the episodes uh, that I put out and uh, now with the help of Stevie Berryman. So um, let's start this episode with talking about a little formula that I have come to love. It's E plus R equals O. And I learned about it in a book called The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And I'll put a link at choir.ninja forward slash 101 for episode 101 to uh, the book itself on Amazon. Jack Canfield explains E plus R equals O stands for event plus reaction equals outcome. And event is something that happened in the past. Might have happened a second ago. Might have happened an hour ago. But something happened. And the reaction is your choice. And your reaction to the event equals the outcome. So, for example, the fire bell rings while you're in the middle of rehearsal and you now have a fire drill. So you decide to go outside and complain about the fire drill to your students or your choir. And the fire drill takes all period. And you come back in huffing and puffing that you lost an entire rehearsal and what a waste of time. So the, the event was the fire drill, the reaction was you complaining, and the outcome was, well, you didn't have a rehearsal, wasted time, wah, 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 all the way home. Right now, there is another way that you can, you can approach that, and that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. So those three things, again, are things we can control, things the choir can control, and unplanned events and interruptions. So... The, the, the real overarching idea, I guess, behind all the solutions here is that you have to be in control of the reaction to all of these different categories of events. So let's start with things that we can control. A lot of times we get into a bad rehearsal over things we can control like preparation. We, if we are unprepared for our rehearsal then we're not going to have a good rehearsal. And we're going to project that insecurity onto our choir, and we're going to get aggravated, and we're going to maybe set that expectations bar even higher because we think the choir is going to fill in all of the gaps that we left behind, right? If we're not prepared, and so we just expect more. So that way we can place the blame on the choir when they don't perform adequately in rehearsal. That is one of the most common novice choir director things. And it honestly happens to the best of us. And I can count multiple times this year where I was unprepared and I came in and I was like, oh, you people, you know, you could do better than that. Uh, and really when it came down to it, I just could have done a better job preparing. So I just projected my insecurities on my choir. And it's, you know what, we're human. It happens. I give you permission uh, to forgive yourself for that one. But that is something that happens. And, you know, another thing that we can control is our expectations. Are our expectations realistic? Have we chosen repertoire that our choir can accomplish uh, at a reasonable level? Uh, are we choosing expectations based on the ability level of the choir that's standing in front of us? You know, is it the kind of thing where the bar is just a little bit out of reach and we, and we can we can really stretch and grab it? Or, you know, have you come in, you know, programming a concert or a rehearsal uh, that is just far too difficult for your choir to reach? And, and at that point, 
you know, we just get frustrated, throw our hands up in the air and blame it on the choir when it really is actually our level of preparation and, and expectations. So, so, you know, those are just a couple things, but I just want to keep, have you keep those in mind that a lot of times when a, when a rehearsal goes sour, it might not be the choir's fault and it might not be some, some extraneous event. Uh, and you know, it, it might just be us. So, so let's, meditate on that a little bit after this episode. The second thing is that maybe things the choir can control as individuals. Now, of course, the choir as a as a corporate body um, has a very uh, difficult time sort of moving together and controlling um, a rehearsal and the outcome of a rehearsal um, as a sort of, as, again, as a corporate body. But the individuals, you know, you may have um, some people that are really engaged or some people that are just really not, or the energy level just in general is low, uh, or, or that kind of thing. So I, I think you need to acknowledge it. Uh, it could be out loud or not. Sometimes it merits saying, you know, I recognize that the energy level today is low based on such and such a thing. If you were listening to Amanda Quist's episode, which is 100, which is the one before this one, she mentions having three solutions for any problem. So you acknowledge and you have a solution, and then you take the control back as the choral director, because it's really not on the choir or individuals of the choir uh, for having, you know, having a bad rehearsal. It's really on us. So you know, there's things that we can control, and then there's things that the choir can control, but it really comes down to being something that we actually can control, because if we have a solution in mind, then we will be able uh, to take back the control and, and change the reaction so that the outcome is what we want it to be. So some of the ways that I take back control when the choir is the reason why things are starting to go off the rails are things like doing something non-musical or taking a short walk with the choir with the expectation that we're going to come back to rehearsal two times as hard to make up for the fact that we took a little non-musical break. Also, you know, you can incentivize or bribe good habits. I know a lot of teachers who use a sticker chart that say, you know, if we have a satisfactory rehearsal, you're going to get a sticker uh, in the column for today's date for this choir, and then the choir with the most stickers at the end is going to get a pizza party, that kind of thing. Food always works. Stevie Berryman uses rat rehearsals, random acts of tacos rehearsals, where um, if a particular objective is met, then the next week the taco fairy, the taco fairy pays them a visit. Um, and one thing that I use very successfully in my choirs has been the compliments box. Uh, and that is, if you don't know the compliments box and what you need to do is go to Facebook, to the Choir Nation Facebook group and type in compliment box. I think I called it compliment, uh, singular compliment box, uh, in the search bar, uh, in the Choir Nation Facebook group. And you can find out all about that. But essentially, Students give each other compliments in the box. I read them aloud in rehearsal, and it makes people have the warm fuzzies. So sometimes just by saying, hey, I'll read a few compliments out of the box uh, will incentivize the choir enough to jump back in uh, full steam ahead 
after uh, that little, again, non-musical break. So that's just a few things that I use, but uh, you're, you're welcome to, to come up with some creative ones on your own. And then the third thing, right, because we've had so far stuff we can control, stuff the choir is controlling, so to speak. And then the third is that unplanned event. Uh, you know, this is really where you need to make lemonade out of lemons. Maybe there's a fire drill or an evacuation. Maybe there's a tragedy in the community. Maybe there's standardized testing going on all month in your school uh, and uh, it's taking a toll. Or maybe there's low attendance. So let's, let's just cover those four examples and maybe it'll spur some uh, ideas of your own uh, for other types of unplanned events. So for a fire drill, I just did this on Facebook Live, actually. We decided to sing outside. I had a dress rehearsal, a dress rehearsal after school for my most recent concert. And we had a, we had a fire drill after school. And the, the, the fire department was called. And we were outside for like a half hour. So we sang outside. Guess what? I have the pitch pipe app on my phone, so we're going to do it. And we actually did it on Facebook Live, which made it even more fun, so they actually had to try a little harder. I said, guys, we're going to live this. We're going to Facebook Live this, so uh, let's let's sing it as well as we can. And uh, maybe, the, maybe the second thing is a tragedy in the community. You know, we had one of those earlier this year in Albuquerque. We had a... Um, um, a real tragedy with a young child in our community. And we just had to sit and talk about it for a little bit. You know, like I said, it's that acknowledgement piece. Uh, the fact that you can sit down and have a conversation, you know, a, as human beings and say, you know, I acknowledge this thing happened. Um, maybe we can, we can speak about it a little bit. People can share their, their thoughts and insights about, you know, the event in the community. And um, then we can move on after we acknowledge it. But I think it takes a little bit of that acknowledgement in order for us to get our brains back in gear and refocused for rehearsal. Because of course, it's music that's going to heal your community anyway. So if we can acknowledge it, uh, do our best to move past it, at least temporarily, we can get back to rehearsal and, um, and do good things through music. Uh, for standardized testing, um, I, I'm the kind of person who will go easy on the choir during standardized testing month, and, and we have a month where I'm where I'm at, and luckily it's pretty much after the last concert, so we have less to do. But I go pretty easy on them during during uh, that that standardized testing uh, time, and then uh, low attendance rehearsals. Man, those are the ones, especially if you're a church choir director or you're a community choir director, and you know, you only have 15, 20 people in the choir as it is, and half of them, you know, have a mandatory water aerobics that evening. Goodness gracious. Well, that throws things off. Well, what I do in that situation is change up the seating. I gather everyone around the piano, if I can, if it's small enough, and we do things that we can be successful at together. So maybe we spend some time in rehearsal on all the rhythms that we have in common or the unison things that we sing together. Uh, or, you know, we show a little more grace to each other when we make mistakes and we still do a, you know, a full rehearsal and parts and everything. Uh, but actually I, I end up referring to the, the people who showed up to rehearsal as, you know, the core group, quote unquote, 
you know, a little winky face there. And and they end up actually bonding a little bit because, you know, they're now they're sitting a little closer together. They're gathered around the piano. Um, people are more willing to make mistakes and laugh it off. And I actually find that that's an easy time to make lemonade out of lemons. So uh, just, to, just to recap, we have things we can control. And the solution there is, you know, think of your mindset going into rehearsal as a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whatever you believe is going to happen, you're going to make happen if it's, under, if it's under your control. So look at your mindset as a self-fulfilling prophecy. The, uh, when you have the choir in control of the event, make sure you acknowledge it and have solutions available. And then lastly, when you have an unplanned event, do whatever you can to make lemonade out of lemons. Uh, that's where you got to become creative. And of course, we're all creative because we're choral directors. We're, we live in a creative space. So what better way to be creative than when your rehearsal starts going off the rails? Uh, you can quickly refocus it and make it what you want it to be. So remember, E plus R equals O. Uh, the power is in your hands, Choir Nation. Uh, if you are a true Choir Ninja... Uh, you have that power, uh, and I know you are all choir ninjas, and you all have the ability uh, to do amazing things, and you inspire me every day, Choir Nation, so thank you for listening today, and I'll tell you, uh, I wouldn't have any of these solutions if it weren't for watching uh, a bajillion choir ninjas do their work, uh, you know, in my experience and, and, and uh, my decade and, or so of, of teaching and directing choirs. So I thank all of those choral directors out there that showed me how to make lemonade out of lemons time and time again, uh, because they're true choir ninjas, and so are you. So thank you for joining me. If you want to support the show, again, we are doing our best to get to 100 patrons uh, on the Patreon drive. That's patreon.com forward slash choir ninja. All it takes is, you know, as much as it costs to have a Starbucks once a month, uh, and you can support the show on an ongoing basis. So thank you very much. If you love what you heard, make sure you go back and listen to some more episodes. We have a, about 140 plus in the catalog at this point. So scroll on back and listen. If you have any questions, uh, you can post them in the Choir Nation Facebook group. And if you love what you heard and you want to talk about it, uh, make sure you share the episode. Uh, they're always available on the Choir Ninja page on Facebook, or you could just share right from the show notes page. This show notes in particular is choir.ninja forward slash 101. So make sure you support our sponsors, mymusicfolders.com, promo code ninja, and also sightreadingfactory.com, promo code ninja for those 10 free student accounts. And we will see you on Friday for an interview with the amazing James Mulholland, composer and professor at Butler University. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week until we talk on Friday. Take care. Quiet Ninja Show. Bung, bung.